Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I am so excited. I know it. I know what you're saying. You say that every every week you come on, but this is a super, super special week. A very, very good friend of mine who's like such the bomb in this niche that she's in. My guest is Michelle Prince. She is a best-selling author. She's a sought-after motivational speaker and CEO and founder of Performance Publishing Group, a partner publishing company dedicated to making a difference one story at a time. She's helped thousands of professionals around the world become published authors through her consulting courses, seminars, and done-for-you publishing services. She's the founder of the Bookbound Workshop, which is a cool event. Next one's going to be, well, she'll tell us. It's in um, uh, January in Florida. Michelle knows that we all have a story within us, and she is passionate about helping others tell their stories so they can make an impact in other people's lives. Michelle is also an enthusiastic, dynamic speaker. She's spoken at, I think, two of my events, Dream Business Academy. She has also been endorsed by some of the most influential speakers in personal development, including my hero, Zig Ziglar. She currently serves as the Ziglar brand ambassador, which is so cool. Um, you can learn more about Michelle at michelleprince.com. But until you go leave your car, leave your earbuds or whatever, let's talk to Michelle. How you doing, Michelle? Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. Great this to is, hear from you. This has been like six months in the making. You know, I can book most people on my program within a week or two, but my friends who are so famous, like, ah, Jim, maybe in October. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> uh, well, you're doing, a, you're doing a fantastic job. I love what you do. I love the fact that um, you're a Ziggler brand ambassador. When I was when I was a young pup, I mean, back in you know when Zig Ziggler was just rocking the stage. <clears throat> one of the things I loved about Zig was that um, he he really told it like it is. That's probably bad grammar. He would just tell it like it is, <laughs> and whether he he talked about he talked not only about business and motivation and sales, but he talked about the home life. He always talked about the redhead. He was always dating her. He talked about you're not a success at work if you're not a success at home. He talked about his faith. I mean, the guy was one of the most authentic speakers, and I, I was so blessed to get to meet him at a uh, Kerry Wilkerson event like about a year before he passed. And and when you and I got to meet each other and you told me you, you were involved with the Ziegler organization, tell us that story real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I met Zig right out of college, My, or I should say, I met him right out of high school, and then I started working for him right out of college. So, it was just an incredible experience. And by the way, he is all those things you just said and more, just a man of character and integrity and just so, so blessed and honored to have been a part of his organization. And, you know, but I, I didn't stay there long. I was in my early 20s and I, I wanted to go climb a corporate ladder and I went into software sales. So I kind of left behind Ziggler, but I never left behind Zig or Gene, you know, all the family and um, we all stayed really, really close. And so 
it's kind of in my DNA, you know, everything Ziggler. And so to have it now come back full circle all these years later, and, and I now get to, you know, represent and, and keep his legacy alive is just the most, one of the greatest honors ever. So as an ambassador, does that mean you're, are you working for the company? Do you do, do Ziggler speeches? What does that mean? Well, so there's a couple different things going on Ziggler. There's the Ziggler Legacy Certified Trainers, which are people that they get certified to be able to go out and, and train some of Zig's programs. And I, I would definitely have done that. I was in their first class. But no, I actually, you know, they were very just honored me with that title a couple of years ago, just because pretty much everything I do is based on, you know, what I learned from him, because he had such a huge impact when I was 18 years old. And then again, when I worked for him. And uh, so I do, I do get to go out and represent the company and speak. Um, I have my own company. So it, it's more, it's more my passion and privilege to, to represent them than anything. But my, my goal is that everybody just remembers, not just him, but his message, right? And, and what he oh, stood yeah. for. And it's, it's, it's so special when somebody uh, does pass in their message, just keeps going and going and going. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I really want to talk to you about your new book, The Power, um, the Power of Authority, which is all about the book writing. But tell us a little bit about your company. I know you, you do these book-bound workshops. You and I are both kindred spirits and putting on our own live events and all the fun <laughs> and frustration that goes along with that. Tell us about book-bound and then, um, you know, what else you're doing. Okay, sure. Yeah, so early on, I discovered I just have this passion for story. And, you know, I did not necessarily write a book because I knew how to write or I knew how to publish or any of that. But 10 years ago, when my first book came out, I learned really, really quickly how to do it. And that that passion just evolved to wanting to teach other people. So I do uh, consulting and, and strategy sessions to help people figure out their story. M many people want to write a book, but they have no idea what to say. So we help them do that. But then there's Bookbound, like you mentioned, which is kind of my baby. I love Bookbound because it's three days of like-minded people coming together. Most people that come to Bookbound have a heart to make a difference. They want to share their story. They want to use it to build their brand. Uh, many of them want to be speakers like us and coaches and, and things like that. So it's just the most awesome environment and then when we're there, everybody not only figures out what their story is, but we, we map it out. I mean, every person leaves with an entire book mapped out with chapters and subchapters and stories. And so it's, there's just that clarity piece um, comes out of it. And then we teach them, okay, well, what about the publishing process? What are your options? How do you market a book? I mean, you're the king of marketing. You know all that stuff. But you have to really leverage your author status and how can you build that author brand and platform? And that's part of what we teach there too. The first book of yours that I read um, was winning in life. Now, when, when did you write that? So I wrote that I published it in 2009. It's been 10 years ago that that wow. book came out. And you know, it's funny, Jim, about that book. And I don't know if I even shared this with you or not, but I, I didn't write that book thinking anybody would ever read it. In fact, I didn't write it thinking it was going to open up anything. I just wrote it because I felt like I was supposed to write a book and I wanted to have something to share with my kids. It's kind of my legacy. And, but in doing so, it, that's what created, that book is what created all of the opportunity of doing what I'm doing today. And it's partly why I love helping people tell their story because I'm like, gosh, if that one book could open up all these doors to speak and coach and do seminars. That, that was an amazing um, 
what do you call it, building block? Or that was like that bridge between where you are and where you want to be. And the thing that's exciting to me is, like you said, you didn't write it for that purpose. But so many people liked and appreciated the book. That's when they started calling you to come speak, right? Yeah, totally. And that's why I, I talk about that authority aspect. It's not that you are any different <laughs> because you wrote a book, but people perceive you different. I mean, everything I shared in that book, I was sharing with my friends, family. I mean, it's just kind of the DNA of who I was. It was personal development stuff. But the fact that it was bound and in a book and on Amazon, all of a sudden it just opened up these um, different perceptions of what I was capable of doing. It gave you the, the respect and the results that you deserve by authoring a book, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What a great subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, was your goal back Back then, Michelle, back in the day, was it your goal to be like a, a keynote or motivational speaker or, I mean, because it wasn't to get into publishing per se, at least back then it wasn't. Oh, definitely not. So quick story. When I met Zig at 18, I secretly wanted to be a speaker for him. And so when I walked, I, I walked up to him at this conference and at 18 years old, I uh, told him I was going to work for him one day and I couldn't explain it, but I just had this feeling. And five years later, you know, I'm working for him, but I was in sales at that point. So my dream was to be a speaker for him. And that didn't happen until after I wrote a book, but yeah, I mean, I always, it, I always wanted to make a difference, and I've always felt comfortable in front of people speaking, so I thought that was a natural thing to do, but I was so stuck. I was in corporate America. I didn't know how to make that bridge. You know, I didn't, I didn't see it as, oh, if I do this, this will happen. You know, I wish I could say I had this grand plan. I didn't, but that's why I'm telling people, like, trust me on this. When you, when you put yourself out there, when you kind of claim your authority and you, you share what you know, people will listen and they'll respect you for it. And it, that's what opens up these opportunities. So then how did you get into the publishing part? So when I was out, the first things that came out of the book, when we launched it, were coaching and speaking. And when I was out speaking, I'd get, you know, afterwards, people would always come up to me and they'd always ask actually two questions. One, everyone wanted to know what it was like working for Zig. <laughs> so I'd always share my Zig stories, which I loved. But then the other question I would get all the time was, how do you write a book? I want to write a book. How do you do it? And it started with me just, oh, oh gosh, girl, let me tell you, this isn't as hard as you think. Let me tell you how to do it. And I would, you know, <laughs> share it over. I mean, I really did. You know me, Jim. And I would share it over conference calls and I'd share it over coffee. And before I knew it, I had too many people asking me. And so it was uh, nine years ago. I just said, you know what? Forget it. Y'all all get together in a conference room. I'll tell you all at the same time because I don't have time to do it individually anymore. Yeah. And that was our first book bound workshop and we had 12 people and it has evolved. And, and uh, now, you know, we do it twice a year and we still keep it small. We don't want it huge because there, it's a lot of a workshop to get your story out. So 50 to 60 ish, but it's been a, quite a journey. Well, good for you. So um, I was checking out your website. You had a blog post. And I think this will transition into the book, but um, one of your recent blog posts was, can your business stand out in a digitized world? Mm -hmm. So great headline, first of all. Tell us, tell us the answer to that question. Then let's talk about your book, The Power of Authority. Sure. Well, I mean, we are so commoditized because we're in a digital age. There's just, there's no lack of information. And, and frankly, we're all inundated with it to where we're, it's just too much, right? So many businesses just get, 
kind of lost in the shuffle. So you have to be really, really creative. You know, 15 years ago, having a blog or a newsletter or something like that made you stand out more. Not so much these days. So getting more creative on really leveraging your, your story, leveraging why you do what you do. I think as business owners, we underestimate how much people want to connect with the, the backstory, the person, than just the product or service they're buying. And there, there's just so much... Um, we just have to be more authentic and why we do what we do. You know, if you're a dentist, why do you love oral health? Why did you get into chiropractic? Why did you get into marketing? And that backstory connects people to you. And then, you know, like our, our friend Bob Burks says, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Yes. And one of the easiest ways for your clients to get to know, like, and trust you is to tell your story, but in a book, because it just gives you that instant credibility. Chapter one of your, uh, of your new book is, be an authority, not a commodity, which I love. I mentioned that. I did a little Facebook Live this morning. And that's one of the biggest reasons to do a book. Talk a little bit about how to be an authority and not a commodity. Right. Well, I'll give you the example of, think of your community. Or I'll think of, you know, there's, I'll use dentists as the example. But like in my community, there's like 10 dentists on one street. And to the consumer, myself, I, I don't know who's better, right? So in the mind of a consumer, even though those dentists all are probably, you know, have different strengths, different amount of schooling, all that stuff, we don't know the difference. So we just bundle them in as a commodity. And when something's a commodity, you make decisions on price, on specials, are they giving free tooth whitening, you know, that kind of stuff. And you don't want to be in a commodity because you there's just you don't stand out and people don't necessarily see the real strength so you have to get creative again and one of the ways especially for people with a ton of competition highly educated people with a ton of education you have to do a really proactive job letting them know why you're different because first of all most of the consumers, they're not going to spend the time digging to find out, okay, did this guy have uh, more, you know, how many CE credits did this guy have compared to that one? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't care as much. We just want the best. Well, if you want to make it really easy for your consumers to know who the best is, you've got to position yourself as the best, the expert, the authority. And I just happen to believe, I mean, there's so many ways to do it, but I just happen to believe a book is one of the easiest ways because it's just that instant uh, credibility, even before they read your book. So if you, if you did have, uh, well, you do have 10 dentists on your street and, um, let's say you got all of them to, to write a book. What do they do with the book besides put it on Amazon? Well, in a lot of these folks, so we've done a ton of books for doctors and dentists, dentist physicians, all that. And they do them for different reasons. Some, they use it as their business card where they're giving it to their referral sources um, or within the community, right? So one of our, our dentists actually wrote a book called How to Find an Extraordinary Dentist. And it's literally just a big marketing um, lead magnet for them. They, it, you know, it's all this great information of how do you find a great dentist, but then it's the natural conclusion after reading that little business card book is, oh, I need to work with these guys. And they give it to the community um, as their business card. And then we have I, others. I, go, oh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I know that, um, first of all, it's phenomenal information. I completely agree with you. And I know there's different types of books and different size stuff for a business card book. Do you, it's been my experience that people are writing shorter books, you know, books used to be 200, 250 pages. I think my last book just say yes, was like 110 pages. And I see 
um, you know, people writing shorter books? Is that because people are time starved or is that, is there a strategy to that? And do you believe in that? I actually do. I think it's better to have a shorter book and have multiple books than one big one. I mean, part of it is, I guess it depends what you're using it for. If you're using it as your business card, you want to keep it short because you want to, you want to give the why they should be interested in whatever you do, but the how they need to come hire you for that. They need to come into your office. They need to, you know, bring you on as their coach. So those books don't need to be long. You need to give good, solid, great quality content, but, but it doesn't have to be long. But I also, this is just me personally, Jim. You know, I travel a lot and I'm in Dallas. So pretty much anywhere I go, east or west, it's going to be about three hours, three and a half hours at the, at the farthest. And if I can start and finish a book on a flight, I am a happy camper. <laughs> you know, that's a good day. Yeah. You know, yeah, because it's like, okay, great. I accomplished something. I, I learned something. I can move on. I tend to be one of those people when it's a really big, long book, I'll start it, but I won't necessarily finish it. Yeah. Um, so for me, a perfect size book is one that I can start and finish on a flight. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a one. So tell me about um, to people, because a lot of times people, uh, business owners especially, want to make the book about the, the technical side of what they do, or they want to explain this is how we do it, why we do it. But I knew you tend to focus also on getting people to tell their own stories. Why is that important? Well, it's the backstory. It's, you know, you're, you are your business. It's kind of going back to branding one-on-one. A brand is not a logo. It's not a website. It's not even just your product or service. It's really, you are the brand and especially a small business owner. As much as you have a great team, as much as, you know, you don't want it to be about you, but ultimately it is because you had a passion to start this business and people want to know why, you know, whether you're a baker or or a marketing expert, people kind of want to know, why did, how did you get into this? Or what made you interested in this? And so just sharing that. Now, a lot of business owners get really weirded out by that. I don't mean go tell your deepest, darkest secrets. It's, you're probably already sharing some of it on your website. You know, it's in your bio of, you know, who you are. But I do believe that especially now more than ever, we want authenticity. We want to work with people. I mean, people are people are people, right? We don't want to work with a machine. Um, it, it, it's just nice to have a little bit more of that human touch to kind of know the backstory. And I've just seen it work, you know, in so many different ways, no matter what you write about too. I mean, we have some books that are more technical. Um, one of our doctors wrote a book on, you know, curing chronic disease through alternative ways. And so that is obviously very tactical and, and, but throughout it, he shares his story of why he got into this multiple generations of doctors and his families. And then he shares stories of the patients who have had success stories. And, you know, people won't remember the details of the, the tactical stuff, but they will remember the stories and that's how we connect. So I think it's important. So we're, dripping down here to seven minutes left and I've, I've got a lot more to ask you let's jump into the to the to the how a little bit how to write your book which is chapter six what are the three rules of writing <laughs> well first of all you, you don't write a book just to make money and I, people always look at me weird because I'm saying you can build a business with a book what I mean is don't write a book just to sell books it's, you have to sell a lot of books one by one in order to make a lot of money. And most, if you will look at your book as a business card and look at it as the door opener, it, the opportunities that come by having a book are huge. And that's where the, the revenue comes from. But it may not be just from selling a book. So just expand your vision on that one a little bit. 
Um, you do, the second rule of writing is you have to have a book where you have both passion and experience. And I don't have time to go into the details of why that really matters, but that's the, that is how you find your topic. And if you only write about something that you're passionate about, but you don't have a lot of experience, there's no credibility there, you know, no depth in the book. Flip side, you write about something where you have experience and no passion, those are usually books people start and never finish. So it has to be the intersection between the two in order to have a book you want to write and a book people want to read. Um, and then the third rule of writing, and this sounds super simple, but it seems to be the hardest part for most people is just start writing. Uh, right. I, I see this all the time, especially doing bookbound, the workshop and coaching. They have everything they need. They know their topic. They know how to write it. They know what the process is. They know everything, but yet don't do it. And so what I always tell people is figure out what is it that's distracting you and put a strategy in place. This is for anything, right? Building a business. It's not just going to happen. It does take effort. It does take time, but it doesn't have to take a ton of time and be realistic because for if you're a busy business owner, you probably don't have time to navigate the whole self-publishing process. So those would be you know, a good, good opportunity to look at, okay, who can help you with that? And that's how we get involved in helping folks get their book done. So Michelle, um, probably the last question I have time for is, you know, so people do agree, I think, especially after listening to you, the, the power of authority, the power of the book to take you from a commodity and, and really help you drive revenue and things like that. So can you talk about an experience in your business? And then I'm also curious whether you change the names, protect the innocent or not, share a story from maybe one of your clients that you've helped do this with. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, so in my own experience, I have countless. I mean, literally the, the start of my business never happened because I had a business plan. But as soon as my book was published, the first thing that happened, people would say, oh, hey, will you come and speak to my group? And that started this huge snowball where, yes, maybe in the beginning, I may have not even asked for a dollar to speak because I, I just wanted to help. But to fully paid, highly paid professional speaking, all because having the author. Um, meeting planners need that little checklist, and author is one of the things on their checklist. <laughs> um, yeah. And I have tons more for me. I do want to share one, though. I, in fact, I have it um, nearby, and I will protect the innocent here, but uh, one of our authors, we've actually done uh, two books so far. We're working on three more for him right now. He's a doctor, and uh, when we asked him what this book has done for us, or for him, I'm sorry, this is exactly quote unquote what he said. This book has been priceless. I can't even put a return on investment on it because it's literally in the millions of dollars. It's the best return on investment that I've done in any marketing promotion. This book has changed my life. And this particular doctor has done a ton of marketing. I mean, he's, he's, all, he's invested in so many different things. So for him to say that, and, and this was just his first book. He already had a successful practice, but what it opened up was now he was getting asked to speak at conferences. Other doctors were asking and paying him to coach them on, you know, how to build their practice. And it's just, and I have so many more, but it just, it's like a ripple effect, but you have to put yourself out there first. And a book is just a great, easy way to do that. Wow. Michelle, how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about your next book bound event? I got that right. Give, give, <laughs> us, all, give us the 411. Awesome. All right. Well, if you want to learn more about publishing, possibility of writing a book, or even getting a free strategy call, um, go to Performance Publishing Group. 
com, performancepublishinggroup.com. And then also, yeah, Bookbound. We have our next event coming up in January in Clearwater Beach, Florida. And I would love for anyone who's interested to learn the process, figure out their story and, and get on the path to becoming an author next year to join us. It's um, just go to bookboundworkshop.com. What a, what a great time. I've seen some pictures. Of course, I, I hear from you. What a, what a great time. If you're even thinking about doing something like this, um, that would be a pretty, pretty good thing to do. So anyway, Michelle, what a, what a real treat to get you on the phone finally <laughs> and, um, and do this interview. I know. I love it. I, I, I got to ask you one more question. I think we can squeeze it in. So in, in your book, Winning in Life Now, um, there's, it's, you have a chapter or, or a section called the happy if syndrome. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That caught my eye. Go, go ahead and give a couple, a couple minute answer there. <laughs> well, if you've ever said to yourself, I'll be happy when I have more money, I'll be happy when the kids are, you know, in it's summertime, or I'll be happy when the kids are back in school. I'll be happy when the kids graduate. I'll be happy when the kids have kids or I'll be happy, you know, it's like you're you'll you'll you're basically defining happiness as something happening and really i mean we never get to the destination right our final destination is the best destination but that's after we die so enjoy the the different pieces now and don't put off your happiness till you reach a goal be happy now while you're attaining the goal awesome michelle thank you so much i really appreciate your time today and what a fantastic interview thank you jim Okay, folks, our special guest has been Michelle Prince, and you can reach her at michelleprince.com. That's Michelle with two L's. And also, um, Bookbound, you know, make sure you connect with her there if you're interested in getting your book finally done and out of your head. Um, I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Until next week, the same time, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.